1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, also Spotify. And you can find us on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Typically, we stream after games. Didn't do that today because of the championship games going on. So we'll get back to that on Tuesday when the Heat are in Cleveland. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. If you listen to this, you still got time to get in on prize picks because we're going to post this uh, pretty quickly when we when we finish it. Make sure you get in before the AFC Championship game today. Use the code 5FIVE. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100 at prizepicks.com. Also, for all your betting needs, use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN at betteredge.com. That's B E T T O R Edge.com. That's legal. Legal, just like PrizePicks. It's legal in the state of Florida. Again, no offshore stuff, none of that. You get the line that you want because you are betting against others that are using it instead of Betting against the book. Betteredge.com use code 5RSN. Prize picks, use the code 5. And now today's abbreviated episode. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow the Brady Hawk 305. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow the Tropical Blanket. A lot of people did not even realize the Miami Heat were playing today, including the Miami Heat. Uh they lose to the Charlotte Hornets. They give it, what was it, 120 at the end? 120, 121. I lost track.
2: 122. Uh,
1: 122, even better. Uh, third quarter, they get off to a quick start. 10-1 seem to take control of this game and they just completely, completely relax. We'll focus some on this game, which is now one of the worst losses of the year. We had a list of these earlier. This one is right up there and it, right up there in part because it seemed like this team turned the corner and we should know that that's the time you bet against them. But additionally, uh, we're going to talk about some of the players who played well against the Heat today because, yeah, they need reinforcements. And uh, it seemed like an audition game for a couple of guys on the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, let's do a quick synopsis. Uh, if I was just to say to you in a minute or less, Brady, what went wrong today? What went wrong today?
2: Down to this
3: Yikes. Oh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Well, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's about having the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
4: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Yeah, that's not an easy answer, but I'll just basically say I think that was probably the worst defensive game of the season for the Heat. And we talked so much about every game is the same thing. Like this team is basically every game they've lost has been the same story. It's been they don't shoot well from three. Uh, which, you know, happens again in this game. What did they shoot? Actually 32%, which is actually good for their standards. But uh, the defense was just horrible. It's usually the other way around. Usually they're just in the mud games where they just can't score. But this was a weird thing because this wasn't schematic-based either. Like they got 122 put up on them by the Hornets, but it was like no effort. And as much as we sit here all the time and we praise specifically Bam, and I'm not putting this all on Bam specifically – But he anchors this defense, and he didn't really seem to just have it going from start to finish in this game. Like he had a really good start, and he had a quick eleven. After that, it kind of fell off. Like he wasn't looking for a shot. Like he was a little bit off ball. He wasn't like available in the role, Uh, and the defensive stuff. Like there were just too many pockets of this game. Uh, And I know Ethan, you mentioned it because of the prize fix thing, and I was also watching for this reason. Uh, The rebounding situation. Like he he was not even able to kind of be in the mix for rebounds. Like he just didn't seem to have that energy, which is weird because he was playing. Uh, in his hometown. And then there's the play on a jump ball in the middle of the court. Plumlee ends up getting with like seven seconds on the shot clock. He drives by Bam to get the lay in and that pretty much iced the game. Like if that's happening late in the game, uh, when you're supposed to kind of have maximum effort and Plumlee is driving by one of the best defenders in the league, that's just that that summed up the game perfectly, in my opinion. So the offense, they put up 117, which is good for their standards. Uh, but they just they have this inconsistency factor that just continually strikes they have these moments where it looks good they have the other moments where it looks bad uh, and and they actually had Jimmy engaged which is wild they had a Jimmy game where he was like laughing trolling around just walking into 28 points and they still weren't able to consistently uh, do things on either end
2: Alex and I mean look this is one of those games, classic Heat games, like you said, um, maybe not the worst or even top, you know, bottom three worst loss of the season, you know, based on some of the other ones we've seen. But it's it's up there really just because this was a game they should have had. And it's not necessarily about who's on the floor for the Hornets because they had most of their guys except like Kelly Oubre. And – uh, but really what I'm trying to say is all of them, but LaMelo got going. Like even LaMelo, who did, didn't have a great game, didn't really have that – poor of a game either. Just about everybody else on the Hornets roster got going, right? People who really actually take shots and have a big role, all of them got going if you go and look at their their shooting. And the bigger thing than that is just they got out-rebounded by 11 by this Hornets team. Like, they're not good at that at all. Like, they even put <laughs> a whole graphic about it on the broadcast about how they don't defend and don't rebound. So this is one of those games where I think the they were a little bit sloppy defensively and then just Getting out rebounded by this team by double digits is frankly like unacceptable, right? And not that rebounding has been a huge problem for them; they they've actually done a pretty good job, mostly with their defensive rebounds. It just wasn't there tonight. A lot of like second chance points. They won the turnover battle, but when you're not really hitting threes and uh, the other team gets hot, and then they're also getting all these easy points off of you because you're sloppy and just giving stuff up, giving stuff up in the paint that they usually don't. Like the Hornets went 21 of 24. At the rim and meanwhile on the other side the Heat took twice as many mid-range shots as the Hornets so it's just one of those weird games where it it felt like their effort wasn't completely there but I don't know it's just hard to blame it on one thing but the, the rebounding part was definitely the one that stood out to me
1: all right
2: so there's
1: going to be an overreaction to this naturally because that's what Heat fans are going to do although I did not see the engagement on Twitter today so I think people were more focus on the football for obvious reasons Um and the overreactions are going to be about the rebounding and they're going to be about the defense. And I, I don't really think that that's, I, I don't think those are the conclusions that we should draw as long-term uh, conclusions. I think this They'll is a short-term, this is a short-term conclusion day uh, in terms of, again, an afternoon game. And I come back to one thing with this team that is frustrating. They think they're better than they are. I just I keep coming back to this with some of these losses this season. If you start to look at the Spurs game, the Pistons game, I mean, how many of these games? And again, that today, uh, it's just they're not good enough to relax. And I I just I don't know, you know, after they've had a stretch of defense the way they they've played it, and you know, again, four games holding teams to ninety six or under in the last you know a couple of few weeks, and and everything that they've done, I I don't understand why again they think. They can just kind of show up against the team. I mean, some of these teams, and here's the reality. Most of these teams have better shooters than they do. So if they're going to relax, some of those shooters are going to get off. And this was a game where, you know, I thought actually Struz played pretty well for them. Um, I didn't think Gabe was particularly good today. I didn't think Caleb was particularly uh, impactful today. Those guys all were in the most recent game. Uh, but you're right about Bam. It's like they fed him offensively early, but he wasn't doing some of the other things that he typically does and you know and Kyle here's the thing um at one point in the game he might have actually finished with the best plus minus on the team okay um but he missed his first five and you know it's you know and then I see him on the break and he's able to finish using his body and I'm like okay why not more of that like there was a sequence where he actually started to get going a little bit in the second half and transition well that's what he has to do now because he's clearly not comfortable in this off ball role in the half court sometimes he's just sort of standing in the corner he's almost an afterthought at this point okay with uh, behind depot and and jimmy and i'm like okay then kyle find some other ways to get involved he did then he has a late three that was an opportunity he pulled it short as he's typically done so many times um and, and so again they don't have enough shooting to overcome being lackadaisical in any way for any stretch of the game defensively and i to me that's their takeaway On this, now, after we we introduce a couple of sponsors, I want to talk about a couple of the Hornets players, but I also want to talk about whether or not this changes anything as we approach the trade deadline, because I have a question uh, related to that. We do want to mention a couple of our sponsors. always sponsor our post games, though. Uh, Lynette, insurancebylynette.com. Go there. Again, that's two N's and two T's. Um, She's at A, Aggressive Insurance. She's a huge uh, friend of the program. You see her on the streams all the time commenting. She knows more about the Heat than all of us combined. So just check out, um, again, insurancebylinette.com. Again, uh, and and mention five reasons. She'll take care of you anyway, but she can get you driver's insurance uh, for sure, even if you have a terrible driving record. So go to her, insurancebylinette.com. We always also mention odmpsi.com. We're gonna be doing an event soon with ODM Performance Solutions. They can get you anything from C-level suite management uh, for your company. If you have a company or maybe you're friends of the boss and wanna become better friends of the boss, or I can get you call centers, anything you need for your business. This is the consulting company that's rising in South Florida from Pembroke Pines down to Miami, odmpsi.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited... to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: All right, well, the performance solution of the game today might have been to do something about P.J. Washington. So I I will ask you, uh, because Rozier hurt them, um, for sure, especially the two buzzer beaters. At one point, they were down, what was it, five entering the fourth, and he'd had two buzzer beaters, which were basically the difference. Um, It sort of gave them life going out of the the second uh, quarter and third quarter. But P.J. Washington is the one that consistently hurt them in the third, and he's been awful lately. Like (laughs) His last two weeks, we talked about this on the pregame show, what went wrong against P.J. Washington? I'll ask you that question, Brady. And then, Alex, I'll ask you, was he any more attractive to you as a trade target after today?
4: Yeah, I'd say what went wrong is we always talk about Miami's defensive uh, game plan. It's like basically to force those in-between shots. And w- it, that's basically what killed them. The Hornets were just hitting those shots. And that was one of the things that P.J. Washington was really good at. Those little push-shot floaters he was hitting was just absolutely killing them. He used his size, and when he could kind of shoots over the top of them, it was kind of just – hurting them in that way. And then you added the fact that he's stretching the floor in that way for different spots. He had that corner three, can obviously hit from above the break, three of seven uh, from three in this game. He just looked really good in this game. And it's funny how P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, the two guys that we always talk kind of throw in the mix, just absolutely killed them. They both were 11 of 19 from the field. Uh, but yeah, P.J. Washington looked really good in this game. And it's just ironic that he's just has this kind of cold stretch and he just comes out ready to go against Miami. It's a little ironic, but yeah, he definitely looked good. And, and I'll just say before Alex goes and talks about the fit wise, I mean, that's kind of the, the style of player that we've been kind of talking about. They've missed it's like out of a big body stretch shooter that could do some things in the middle of the floor. So uh, he definitely looked good in this game.
1: How much do you like him, Alex?
2: Fairly enough. And this game didn't necessarily change my perspective of him that much. I think he got a lot of easy shots and I'm not trying to reduce what he did because he had a very good game and, him and Rosier just went crazy in the third quarter specifically. I think they each had like uh, between 12 and 15 in the third quarter alone. Like Brady said, they both finished, you know, 11 of 19. And I just think PJ is the type of build that has been talked about, right? Uh, Trading for, especially when you factor in his age. Uh, I believe he played with Tyler in uh, in college. And then on top of that, you know, he has a game like that tonight. But really, everybody went off. Like I was talking about before, Hayward had me thinking about if he should be... (laughs) He trade target with the way that he was uh, cooking them up. Obviously, the injury stuff is is a different conversation with him. Like Plumlee had a great game. He would obviously be a luxury as a back of five. Rozier is a really streaky shooter, but when he gets going, he looks re- really, really good. And just the shooting aspect of it is kind of, you know, just stuff that you can look at tonight's game where guys like them go off. And it's like, yeah, those are, those are some guys that he should go for. So I get it. And honestly, all of them are a little bit interesting to me. It's one of those things where like I I may have said on a trade stream before that like maybe you don't trade a first for PJ alone. But if you're doing like a multiple pieces for multiple guys type of trade, maybe that's, you know, the Hornets are a little bit interesting there because PJ has been thrown in rumors before. And then you have a bunch of kind of vets that we just mentioned there who have done it before for other teams in the past that have gone into the playoffs. There's very like carved out roles for them. And the Hornets and Heat have a, you know, longstanding trade history, which I know you can attest to, mm-hmm. Ethan. But, they do. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's kind of interesting if, if they're obviously – if they're willing to do that. The Hornets has just not been very good this, you know, this season at all.
1: Well, and they're also looking to get worse, we know. Um, the thing about P.J. Washington is that, you know, he's younger, and it's a little surprising to me that they haven't wanted to kind of retain him, but I think a lot of it is the inconsistency. All right, the one thing we'll pivot forward, forward to, and again, let everybody get back to football if they're listening – to this today. And then we'll have full podcasts all week long. We're going to do a ton of transaction stuff, but this is a big week for the heat and it started poorly. I mean, you know, they've got Cleveland and they got New York. I mean, these are the teams that they're chasing Cleveland. We we thought maybe even by the end of the week, they could be looking at being in a five, maybe pushing for a four. Uh, This loss is a setback. Um, this could end up being one of those lost road trips. You don't want to start it this way. You hope it's a wake up call. I'll just say this, uh, the Cleveland game and the Knicks game. I'll let you close here, Brady. Um, I mean, more concerned with the Cleveland
4: game, right? Yeah, I would say so. I feel like they'll definitely get up for the New York game at least. Like that's just kind of an energy boost where they're not going to walk into that game like they did to in in this game. The Cleveland game is a little bit different because obviously the matchup wise, they have the ton of length. There's obviously that stuff uh, defensively that they have to go against. But the thing is, they're going to need Bam. To, to, they're going to need Bam to be awake in that game. And I come back to that again. Uh, because we haven't seen this a lot from Bam, like this season. He's just been, it feels like every night, like it's a given what he's going to provide where it was just like kind of a wake up call to his importance. I feel like in this game uh, and what they did early in this game against the drop, what they're going to have to do against Cleveland. Like I always say, Cleveland's kind of copying Milwaukee in a way where defensively how they do things with the, with the drop and Mobley as a help defender, bam's going to have to take that mid range jumper. He's not going to be able to fade into that baseline and let others operate. So uh new york and in cleveland like you said i think this is should be a wake-up call uh but this feels like something that they should ultimately they probably will ultimately split but now that you lost this hornets game you got to try to grab both the, and
1: the weird the weird part about the bam thing like you said was he was engaged offensively early usually when he's engaged offensively early he stays engaged throughout the game he wasn't it wasn't just him though i mean he he, he, he wasn't himself and now you see what happens when he's not himself like that. That's the larger issue here is like if he's not on point, they really struggle. I mean, that's, uh, you know, on the de- even on the defensive end and, and especially on the defensive end in some situations, it's just not good enough today. So disappointing performance from the heat. I was saying they were trending with the 15-16 team. Uh, I'll have to take a look if they won or lost their 51st game, but they were there with a 22 fall to 28 and 23 today 31 games left of the season and a very difficult road trip coming up that's going to test them leading into the trade deadline so we'll see how that plays out thanks to Alex thanks to Greg thanks to our sponsors odnpsi.com insurancebylinette.com betteredge.com use that code 5 rsn prize
3: picks use the code 5 f-i-v-e bam you screwed up my free borough square today have a good day everybody